Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today? Today we have a story from Vanessa Pena. My favorite time of year has to be the holiday season. You know, the wind and the weather gets colder if we're a little bit lucky, and the food changes. You know, now we're allowed to eat peppermint-flavored things. Um, My dad has this excuse to finally cook this delicious food for my Colombian culture that is really only appropriate around December time. Um, But my favorite part of all is the fact that I get to visit my extended family in Colombia. Now, my family and I had tried to make it a habit to visit every two years for the holidays. But a few years ago, my extended family decided that they wanted to come here to Miami to celebrate New Year's. So that's what they did. A few years ago, they got on that plane and came to Miami. And here we were ready to celebrate New Year's. We had rented out an Airbnb that was big enough to hold all of us because Hispanic families can be pretty big. Um, And we were there for just a few days, the days surrounding New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. The adults spent their time, you know, figuring out the logistics for the holiday, the food, the music, the alcohol, this and that. And the cousins just had fun. There was one night where we decided to hold a cousin movie night. So we all reunited and gathered in the living room. All of us flooded all over the floor because there was just so many. And we decided to watch scary movies that night. We decided that it would be fun. Um, My older cousins above the age of 21 were drinking. There was a point at that night where they had run out of alcohol. There was no more beer, no more tequila, no more nothing. And they really wanted more. The stores were already closed. It was really late. And their chances of getting more booze were really slim to none. Now this house that we had rented had two kitchens. It had an indoor kitchen for everyday use and it had an outdoor kitchen that the adults used to lock all the food and alcohol for New Year's. So my cousins decided that it was the greatest idea ever to try to sneak into that outside kitchen. Now, this kitchen had the main door that was locked at every single moment of every single day, but I also had a window, also locked with a gate, but under that gate was the tiniest little gap where the tiniest little human can fit. Now, all of my cousins tried to go through that gap, none of them fit, and I had this feeling in my stomach that I knew what was gonna happen next. My cousins ended up asking me if I could give it a try. And at that moment, there was so many emotions going through my head. I was really excited and really happy because I was spending this time with my cousins and they were finally including me in something. But then part of me was also very anxious. I was shaking a little. I was sweating a little. I was nervous because I knew that it wasn't the right thing to do. Now, knowing that it wasn't the right thing to do, I did it anyways. So I went through that gap, I fit, I opened the door from the inside, and I let all my cousins in. A lot of my cousins ran straight to the booze, a lot of my cousins ran straight to the fridge for for some food, and I just stood there. I was like, okay, 
why on earth did I just do that? I gave myself a few seconds to compose myself, and I went to the fridge to get some food as well. We were all doing our things when all of a sudden we hear this really big clearing of throat. We turn around to find one of our aunts standing at the door. Her eyes were wide. Her mouth was wide open. She was in shock. And she was angry. You could tell that she was angry. We were in shock as well. We didn't know what to say. We didn't know what to do. And the moment she asked us what the hell we thought we were doing, all of the cousins turned to look at me. I was expected to give an answer. And so after a few seconds of internally freaking out, I told her we were just hungry. You know, the main kitchen had no food and we were just getting really hungry and we had no other choice. So my aunt, after telling us to get out of the kitchen, she went to her room. She came back five minutes later with all these snacks in her hands. She had bought these snacks with her own money for her own kids, but she was sweet and loving enough to give them to her nieces and nephews. So my cousins were eating these chips, opening these bags, yet I found myself incapable of opening a bag of chips. You know, I already felt full. I felt full of anxiety and guilt. The next morning, I woke up even worse, so I had decided to tell my aunt the truth. I pull her to the side, we sit next to the pool, and the minute she asked me what's wrong, I just, I start to cry, you know? Tears are streaming down my eyes, and I'm letting out sobs, and I tell her the truth. And she just laughs. She laughs because she knew that I was lying from the minute I opened my mouth. You know, she said how important it is to be truthful, and that she's happy that I went back and told her the truth. But she also recognized the fact that it's important to have fun. Now, a few months ago, my aunt did end up passing away from cancer, and when I think of her, I think about that moment. I think about the moment with my cousins when she found us and I think about our talk next to the pool. And I never realized how much her words stuck with me ever since that day. You know, to always be truthful, but to also always have fun. Vanessa Pena, a story about raiding the icebox. It's holiday time. People are getting together with the family. These things happen. And I was so tickled by this story, Michael. Why were you tickled, Karen? Well, she describes it really, really well. She sets up the images, the tastes, and the excitement of having the family visit Miami from Columbia. And I could feel this little girl. She's so small. She's the one who can make this happen, but she's racked with anxiety and guilt. Yeah, it's all those cousins' fault. Yeah, but she's the little one. They talked her into it. I think the aunt was being very nice to everybody. She knew what was going on, and she knew the innocence of Vanessa, so she kind of let it pass. I know. It had a very, very happy ending, and we know that her aunt taught her that lesson, but in a very, very kind way. It could have ended up being a horrifying story, but she remembers it as upsetting at the time, but ultimately a happy family story. And this is the kind of family story that really sets for us the values in our family, right? Truth, honesty is a value in this family, but 
so is kindness. It was lovely. I mean, to have a family get together during Christmas and rent a bed and breakfast for three days and spend with everybody. It's, it's a memory that'll last forever. Exactly. And if the ending had been awful, if they'd gotten punished, it might still, depending on the person, have been a happy memory. But we get the sense from the way Vanessa tells the story and how she felt as a little girl that it would not have made her happy and still wouldn't make her happy to tell the story. She's much happier with the fact that she didn't get in terrible trouble. It's interesting because she knew she was doing wrong, yet, you know, the peer pressure, the family... Yeah, it's a good reminder to uh, parents that kids inherently lie. It's how, <laughs> it's how you deal with that that matters. <laughs> that wasn't where I thought you were going at all. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to say, instead of saying, and so I learned, which, you know, why do we need somebody to say, and so I learned? Because we all get it from the story. She puts it in the words of her aunt. So it comes out organically in the story. And I thought she did it in such a masterful way. She told us what she got out of the story because here's what her aunt said. Dialogue is always useful in that way. Rather than making it into an essay, it remained a story. And I really admire Vanessa for doing that. Yes, and it's it's a nice memory of her aunt. Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If our listeners have a South Florida story they would like to share, how can they get in touch with you? Send me an email at cneil, that's C-N-E-I-L-E, at F-A-U dot E-D-U. No need for a summary. I'll just send you very simple instructions. Our website has archive stories and contact information at wlrn.org. Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The public storyteller returns next Sunday.